Hello, friends. Welcome to the Faith Culture Podcast. My name is Luash Kunde. I'm your host. On the conversation today, we have um, an interesting um, topic before us, and it's the subject of forgiveness. You know how um, difficult it is to actually forgive. Let's be sincere here. Yeah, forgiveness is not something um, you know um, easy to do. It takes a lot, you know, from us to. Um, extend the hand of forgiveness to others but it is a high calling it is a beautiful thing to do and uh, for many of us that are currently struggling with the act of forgiveness i have with us um, on the show today uh, an important guest that will be helping us you know um, you know learn the art of forgiveness understand the importance of forgiveness why you need to forgive and uh, i mean i can't really wait to dive into the conversation today but before we do that um just a brief background in uh you know about my guest on the show today um dr rosemaria downer is a dedicated follower of christ uh who aspires to having the closest relationship with christ you know and that service in the body of christ primarily involves them um, teaching and preaching and she has also spent well over 30 years 30 years you know serving in youth ministries mm-hmm. uh, other focus areas in the ministry include women and single adults as well. She often ministers on issues that um, addresses the emotional healing and well-being. And today, I'm sure she you know, she sees this as an opportunity to also minister, uh, you know, to us. And uh, I mean, I really can't wait for her to, uh, you know, start talking about this um, subject because it's one subject that is very that is very important to her. And uh, she, she she really just can't wait to help us, you know. Um, get it um, you know, sorted, you know, get it um, well understood. Uh, okay, just, uh, um, you know, in addition to uh, the profile of our guest today, um, Dr. Um, Rosemary has also published, um, um, they published the, um, you know, the book, um, The I Call of Forgiveness, uh, it is a mandate. Uh, so, uh, but let me just stop there for now and uh, welcome our guest to the show. Uh, welcome to the show, um, Dr. Rosemary. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for the privilege and the opportunity to share God's words one more time. It's always an opportunity to share his word, no matter what platform we are on or who the audience is. It's a privilege to share his words. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I mean, uh, I understand you're speaking from uh, Maryland in the United States. Yes, Uh, I'm in Maryland. And how is it over there? It's pretty good. Kind of cold, but um, (laughs) it could be it could be colder. Uh, because we're in mid-December, so it could be colder. So the weather has been good to us so far. We'll see what the rest of the winter holds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, in Nigeria, it's been very hot. So, I mean, I I'm, bet. I'm just, uh, <laughs> it's really hot. So, uh, two different parts of the world. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, good thing. Uh, I mean, uh, what we what we very good um, conversation, right? Uh, it's good because. Uh, you know, uh, it's something that Christ, um, you know, re- um, require, uh, require from requires. Yes, yes. And, um, and it's so it's just so good that we have you on the show, you know, to help us, you know, understand this subject proper. But before uh, I begin to ask you questions on this subject proper, I-, I want to start by asking you about your relationship with Christ. How, how did you um, begin, um, you know, your relationship with uh, with Jesus? Actually, that's a question I love to answer because I gave my life to the Lord because of my mom. Um, It wasn't a sermon that made me accept the Lord. It's the life I saw my mom live. And I I wanted to be like my mom. And so I gave my life to the Lord at seven years old. So I've been pretty much walking with the Lord all my life. All I know is church. All I know is church and work. 
Um, and before it was work, it was church and school. Then it became church, school and work. And now it's church and work. <laughs> um, so never been in a club, never smoked, never drank. Don't know any of that stuff. Um, wow. I'm a church girl, born in the church and raised in the church. And I love the Lord. He's the head of my life, the mat life, the master of my, my existence. I can't live without him, can't do without him. I love him with all my heart, my soul, and my mind. So yes, that's how I come to the Lord. I now, I teach on assignment. I preach on assignment. As, as you said, I've been in youth ministry for many years. I've, done, I've given that up now and uh, mostly spending my time writing. I'm retired and um, enjoy writing non nonfiction Christian books. What the Lord has given me, I, like, I want to put it in writing. I want to put it in permanent record. And that's what I'm enjoying now. Well, great stuff, great stuff, great stuff. I mean, uh, it's, it's really just a beautiful thing, you know, to um, to have known the Lord right from a very young age. You know, uh, you, you you get to escape lots of evils, you know. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And I really thank God for your life. Yeah. Amen, thank you. If you're listening to these guys and you, you think, uh, you know, uh, you know, you've wasted lots of years and you're just finding Christ and you want to feel some sort of regret. You don't need all of that. I mean, the beautiful thing is that you have uh, started a relationship with Christ. That's right. That's right. Probably, I mean, late, right. you, you, can, you can get on that. The Christian life is not a boring one. You can imagine right from the age of seven, you know, she, she's given her life to the Lord and, and you date and she's, she's still a Christian. She's still you know, having that relationship with God. And that is very important. And, and I hope that that inspires someone and you can also, you know, kickstart that relationship with God today. And I, and, I, and, I, and I can tell, I mean, there's just a whole lot waiting for you. All right. So, um, um, yeah, let's, let's dive in now. So the subject of forgiveness, why, why is this an important um, conversation to have? Why, why is forgiveness an important conversation? Forgiveness is such an important topic. First of all, um, we are mandated by Jesus Christ to forgive. We are, it's an order. It's not up for debate. It's not up for discussion. We don't have an option as believers of Christ. Um, we, we have an option, but we don't have an option. And if we choose out of it, it's at, to our detriment. We are commanded to forgive. In the parable, when the, the, the disciple asked him, how much should he forgive? someone that wrongs him jesus said 70 times seven in a day that's 490 times meaning there's no limit to how much we should forgive um yeah. and why is it important because if we don't forgive there's a consequence scripture says forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors so we will be forgiven our debt according to how we forgive our debtors so if we don't forgive our debts will not be forgiven um yeah. Psalm 66 verse 18 also says that if iniquity abides in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. So it means that if we hold a grudge and don't forgive someone, he won't hear us. The point of us praying and worshiping and crying out to him is pointless because iniquity is in our heart and he will not hear us. He's a merciful God and he wants to forgive us and he yeah. wants to hear us. He wants to answer our prayers, but we have to co-labor with him. It's also very important to talk about forgiveness because despite the command, and despite the consequence, many of us find it extremely difficult to forgive. Yeah. I've talked to people who have issues with people that are dead. 
and they still can't forgive them. I've talked to people who have issues with people years and years ago, and they're still hurting and still can't forgive. And this happens inside the body of Christ and outside the body of Christ. And all of us are challenged by this. If you're alive at all and deal with other people, you're going to be offended. So, so there's going to be an occasion for you to forgive at some point and time in your life. And similarly, you are going to offend someone else. So it, it matters for both parties, the offender and the offended. Wow, great stuff, great stuff. But then, um, uh, you know, Doctor, I think um, it's important we sort of understand what forgiveness really means. Mm -hmm. You know, it also um, help us um, sort of create a, a better understanding. I mean, I thank you for letting us know why it is very important. But what exactly is forgiveness? Is forgiveness, you know, just so that we don't um, have a different, uh, you know, mm -hmm. so what exactly is forgiveness? Good question. So, a lot of times we have a concept of forgiveness that really is not what forgiveness is God's way. And the best way to have an understanding of what forgiveness is God's way is to think about how he treats us. When he forgives us, what does he do? When he oh. forgives us, he casts our sin in the sea of forgetfulness, never yeah. to remember them anymore. <laughs> and if we commit the same sin again and go back to him for forgiveness he doesn't yeah. remind us that i forgave you of this last week why are you back again he never oh. throws it in our face never reminds us so what is forgiveness forgiveness is to write off the debt entirely as if it never happened so a person wrongs you if you forgive them you erase that debt you literally press the reset button clean yeah. the slate and start over again re-establishing trust in that person that's cleaning the slate as if it they owe you nothing not even an apology uh -huh. the person who wrongs you when you forgive them owes you nothing and they don't have to ask you to forgive them forgiveness is a gift of love we were yet sinners romans 5 verse 8 when he died for us we didn't even know we need a savior when he died for us we didn't have to ask first it's there for us to access but if the forgiveness that Jesus Christ gave us was given to us before we ask. So our offender don't need to ask us for an apology. Many people are waiting for an apology before they forgive, but they're going to be waiting all their life because some people will never apologize. So then you're now locked up in that prison of unforgiveness, waiting for the key of apology to let you out and it's not going to happen. Wow. 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 <laughs> now, I, I feel like asking you this. It's, is, is forgiveness something possible? Can I really do what is just um, sort of explained? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Is this something divine or is it something human? We cannot forgive without the help of the Holy Spirit. Because we are carnal. The natural man wants retribution. The natural man wants revenge. The natural man wants you to get what you did to me or worse. The natural man wants you to pay for what you did. Forgiveness doesn't pay back. Okay. Forgiveness, forgiveness overcomes evil with good. Forgiveness oh. pursue peace. So oh. in, in our natural fleshy self, we cannot do it. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to do it. So that's why we have to subscribe to him. That's why we have to, that's why we have to subscribe to him, ask yeah. him for help in order to do this act of forgiveness. So is yeah. it possible? Absolutely. Yes, but not in our own strength. Now, remember 
God would not ask us to do anything he does not give us the grace to do. Never, ever. So if he, if he commands us to forgive, that means he's going to give us the grace to walk in obedience to his word. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so it's important for me to appropriate the grace of God to forgive. That means forgiveness is possible. So it is only difficult when we're trying to do it all by ourselves. That's I mean, correct. That's correct. That, That's correct. All right, all right. great stuff. Um, great stuff. But but you know, um, you know, doctor, it's it can be so annoying. Let I me mean, let, let's be practical here. You know, mm -hmm. some people, you know, I mean, I've had people say, you know what? I just I commend you to God. I I mean, you've done this to me. You've hurt me, but I just want to commend you to God. Is that is that something Christianly? Is that something right? Like you know, you just have them. They don't want to say anything about what someone has done to them. Or you know, someone has hurt them badly, and then they just say something like, "I commend you to God." Right? This is just I'm, I'm going to leave you to God. I don't know if it is something common in you know in the US, but I mean a lot of folks say that, yeah, you know. But what do you have to say about that? I, it would depend on what they mean by "I commend you to God." Where are you internally when you say "I commend you to God"? How do you feel about the situation, about the person? So that's a difficult question to answer because what's going on in your heart and in your emotions, in your mind, when you say "I commend you to God"? Are you saying "I commend you to God" for Him to give you judgment for what you did, or are you saying "I commend you to God" that you will change your life and never do this again? Are you saying, I commend you to because I love you so much and I want the love of God to be shown upon you? W what are you really saying? Commend you to God. Is there a broad? It, it would really depend on where that person is when they say that. So you could be wrong by saying that and you could be right by saying that. Um, have you forgiven even though you're saying that? So it's just, that's a very hard one to answer. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, I just have to ask that because I, mm -hmm. I get to this a lot of the times that and I love the fact that you said it's important where you are internally when you say that, right? And I mean, that makes a difference. You want to yeah. say something? Yeah, I'll give you an example. Um, say a person got scammed. A lot of scamming is going on um, on the internet. So you try to buy something and you spent money and the person scams you. Yeah. Um, so you lost your money. And you say now, you know what? I'm just going to leave, leave it to God. But in your mind, you're leaving to God, leaving it to God because God is also a God of wrath. Oh. I'm commending this person to God because he's going to get what he deserves. And this is what you have in your mind. Oh. 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 You have not forgiven that person because you want that person to pay for what they did to you. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? You, you, yeah. you commend him to God, but for what? The other person now would say, I commend him to God and I'm going to pray that the God that I serve will convict him and show him his wrongs and bring him to repentance. Oh. That's different commending to God. Those are two different commending to God. Do oh. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So, so a person could say, two people could say the same statement, but mean two very different things. One could yeah. be wrong and one could be right. Yeah. Well, great stuff, great stuff. I mean, this is getting very, very interesting. Uh, and Doctor, I'm going to ask you this question now because I feel uh, we should we should gradually move to the point where I want to help our listeners, and that is us talking about um, practical ways to 
to forgive. Perhaps we can wait to forgive because it's important we look at that so that people don't also, um, you know, have a, 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 you know, misunderstand this. Yeah. So um, we could focus on that. I want to give you a scripture um, that I believe is the most effective means of forgiving. And the Lord gave me this scripture when I was going through my season. And that scripture is Matthew 5, 44. Okay. Pray for your enemies. Mm. Do good to them that hate you and persecute you. Yeah. Um, and I learned that as I pray for those who wronged me, the hurt and the pain and whatever negative emotions I, were, I was feeling was replaced with love. Because the antidote to forgiveness is love. Scripture says, love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you and persecute you. Pray for them. The antidote to wrongdoing is love. And we won't get love for those who wrong us in our own strength. It's the opposite of who we are. We are made for tit for tat. We are made for eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. That's how we are wired and made. We yeah. have to have a new mind and become a new creature in Christ Jesus to know yeah. that we render good for evil. Yeah. Prayer will get us there. That's the number one thing I really, really want to point out to the listeners. You've got yeah. to replace the negative feelings with love for your enemies. Secondly, especially in the body of Christ, when we are wronged, especially by another believer, we must understand that it's not the individual that wronged us. Mm. It's the spirit behind that individual that's working yeah. through them. So don't attack the individual. Don't attack your pastor. Don't attack your choir director. Don't attack your sister or brother in Christ. Attack the devil, the enemy, the spirit that worked through that individual. Unfortunately, they made themselves available for the spirit to work through them. But that's where they attack. That's your target. That's true. So change your perspective from individuals to the adversary. So that's why in the book, I start out with the first chapter. Talk Please about, about the book, um, The High Call of Forgiveness. Yeah. I can see just behind, yeah, you. behind me, right. So The High Call of Forgiveness is a book. It, it's, it's the mandate. It comes with a study series. You see a leader guide and a student workbook behind me. So you can read the book and go through the study series as well. It's perfect for Bible studies, women's groups, small groups, book clubs. Uh, and it goes in depth in the concept about forgiveness. So I start in the first chapter with know your enemy. Know your enemy. The book is heavily Bible-based, very scriptural, because I'm the primary audience is the body of Christ. Anyone outside the body of Christ can read it and benefit from it, but it's primarily, primarily for the body of Christ. So as believers, 2 Corinthians 2.11 tells us we must know the strategies of the enemy or he will have an advantage over us. Mm -hmm. So when mm -hmm. these things happen, we lose perspective thinking it's coming from somewhere else when it's coming from the enemy. We've got to know our enemy. To forgive when things happen to us, that's the devil trying to trying to distract you, trying to trying to derail you, trying to yeah. devalue you. So if we change our perspective and take the focus off of us and know that it's after your seed, it's after your anointing, it's after your purpose, you will approach it differently. A lot of times we can't forgive because we personalize it. Oh, she doesn't like me. He doesn't like me. He, it's not that. 
it's bigger than that it's a strategy that's bigger than what you can see yeah wow wow i mean this this is really this is really nice uh and but you know there's something you, you said just before we started the conversation and that is the fact that um forgiveness does a whole lot to the um to the person who uh, has been offended mm-hmm. how is that how is that i mean okay. help, help us understand that so, so so one of the quotes i use in the book is forgiveness is a prison built by the offended and it is the offended that is behind bars not the offender when people do us wrong they do us wrong and they're gone about their business and we are left steaming we are left brewing we are left hurt we are left stuck in that pain and unforgiveness we create a prison for ourselves that we are locked into so when we forgive it's it's for our benefit first it's for our healing and deliverance first forgiveness is a healing agent when father forgives us he erases the bad memories of what happened he erases the pain he closes the wounds the bleeding stops the woozing stop you're no longer angry you're no longer have a negative perspective you're no longer distrusting it's for you it's for you that is hurting that's who forgiveness is for forgiveness is really not for the offender it doesn't do anything for them it's everything for you it heals you so forgiveness is a gift of love from the offended to the offender now we can't give love if we don't have love can't give peace if we don't have peace and that's what forgiveness brings us yes Hmm. So you can't give what you don't have. So that means literally you should have. You 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 would have to have, you know, um, accepted God's love into your heart before you can give, give it. it. Right, right. So that 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 resolution to forgive. You must make that resolution to forgive. You must allow Holy Spirit to do the necessary work on you to bring you to a place of forgiveness. For me now to come to you and reconcile. Yeah. So if I don't forgive someone, what am I doing to myself? Forgiveness is like drinking poison. Unforgiveness, I'm sorry, is like drinking poison. Unforgiveness is like being locked up into a prison. Unforgiveness is like drinking acid and expect someone else to die. The offender to die. If you drink acid, you're going to die, not the offender. The offender might have given you the poison, but you drink it. So... If you don't forgive, now I've talked to people who have had physical ailments due to unforgiveness, eczema, insomnia, migraine, high blood pressure, ulcer, acid reflux, you name it because of unforgiveness, because in your mind, you're brewing and your emotional element, your emotional domain is connected to your physical domain. It's connected to your spiritual domain. They're not inter, inter, they're not independent of each other. They're interconnected. It also interferes with your spiritual well-being. It also interferes with your emotional well-being. It interferes with your relationships because now you can't trust. You got hurt in church by someone you really trusted. Now you can't trust church people. So it's going to interfere with your relationship with God's people who love you. And it's going to interfere with your relationship with the Lord. It's damaging. It's slow death. Unforgiveness is slow death and if we hold on to unforgiveness long enough we will become bitter and i call that hardened unforgiveness we don't want to get there we don't want to get there there's a price for unforgiveness yes and ultimately 
we're going to be condemned. Ultimately, we're going to pray the final price. If you look at Matthew 18, when the Lord called the servant who owed him, the servant owed him a huge sum of money. And when he asked him to pay his debt, he fell down and he cried out, Lord, forgive me. I will pay you. I don't have it now, but I will pay you. The Lord wrote off the debt, canceled the debt, let him go. He walked down the road and met a fellow servant who owed him pittance compared to what he owed the other Lord. And he grabbed the servant by his neck, choked him and said, give me my money. So other servants saw what he did and went to the Lord and told the Lord what he did. This is a parable in the Bible. The Lord called him back outrageously angry. And you know what he did? Gave him over to the devourers. Gave him over to be devoured by evil spirits. That's what will happen to us if we don't forgive. That parable is synonymous to the debt we owe Jesus Christ with our sins. And he has forgiven us. He has written off our debt. Yet we go down the street and you did me a simple little thing. And I can't forgive you. He is going to give us over to the tormentors. Ultimately, he's going to give us over to the tormentors. And some people today are tormented now in their current life because they cannot forgive. They're angry, they're bitter, they're, they're cynical, they're pessimistic because of unforgiveness. Wow, wow. I mean, this is, this is revelation, right? And I, love, and I love that you're revealing this because this is not some common knowledge. It's not common truth. You hardly hear stuff like this. I mean, and I love the way you're going deep into this conversation and a lot of the a lot of this i go into more detail and more deeply in the book and in the study series yes yeah so um just before i ask you a few more questions uh, i want to talk about how we can get a book um that is the eye call of uh, forgiveness uh can you just quickly um, touch on that yeah definitely um you can get the book on amazon that's probably but being in nigeria and i'm sure you have listeners all over the world probably um you can get the book on amazon um, we very familiar with Amazon. Both the book itself, the leader guide, and the workbook is there. It's also on Barnes and Noble's online store, and it's on my website, which is www.booksbyrosemary.com. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, you know, uh, I was just going to pick on you. Um, you know, um, to, um, call your attention to the fact that you know you call forgiveness um, a high calling. You know, and um, that I just. Well, do you want to tell us what informed um, that? Um, uh, that, that topic or that title, you know. Uh, the yeah, that, I've never been asked that question before, and that's a good question. It's a high call First, for several reasons. First of all, it came from our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. That's a high call. It's also a high call because human will and human flesh cannot do it. Mm. Our, in, doing it in our strength and our fleshy endeavors and attempts don't can't do it so it's 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 ironic because in order to do it you've got to get low yeah you've got to get low james 5 7 says submit yourself to him resist the devil and he will flee from you so we've got to submit we've got to get low to respond to this call and when you get low and you respond to him that's a high call it's Mm -hmm. a high it's a high call because out of flesh it's not out of flesh, it's out of the spirit, which make it a really, really high call to him. And when we answer to this call, it's an act of obedience and obedience tells him that we love him. How higher can we get? 
by showing him that we love him. John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if you obey this high call, you're telling him, I love you, Jesus. It's a high call. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, okay, now um, let's talk about, uh, you know, forgiving people and and the fact that you don't necessarily have to have them in your space. Mm-hmm. You know, someone has brought you and... Is it, is it, does it also mean that you want, you have to keep up your relationship, mm-hmm. keep up the, you know, the companionship and all of that? I'm not talking about maybe someone you're married to or, you know, but let's just say, um, you know, external parties and, you know, people that you deal with, you know, do you, do, do, do you have to, I mean, how do you treat them? I mean, let's yeah, talk about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do I treat my yeah. offender? Okay, okay, okay. okay. So, um, the, before I go into further detail, a general and overall answer to your question, how do you treat them, is the way you treat them, the person should not sense any tension, any negativity. It should be purely Christ-like. It should be purely, there should be no resemblance of anything that happened or any residue of anything that happened left over in the relationship so uh, one way i put it is when we forgive we press the reset button you know when you have your phone and and you clean it off before you turn it in you you reset it back to factory mode yeah Yeah, so the relationship exactly with this relationship you press the reset button so when you relate to that person they don't feel any vibe coming from you or any verbal or non-verbal message coming from you that anything happened. That's how you relate to them. Now, if you weren't friends before and something happened and you forgive them, it doesn't mean you have to make friends with them. If you were friends with them before and something happened and you forgive them, you do press the reset button and that friendship should continue. If you can't be friends with them anymore, it brings the question, did you really forgive them? But I need to put a caveat to that. If this is a person that is continuously abusive to you and you know that if you continue a relationship with them, you are putting yourself in their way You've forgiven them, but that doesn't mean they change their behavior. Forgiveness doesn't change the offender. <laughs> the action is on the offended, right? Yeah. So you've forgiven them, but that person is still belligerent. They're still abusive. They're still using profanity at you. They're still just not treating you as you ought to be treated. Why you were offended to begin with. So now you have, you can forgive them, but you now need to create what I call safe and healthy boundaries so that they don't continue to treat you the same way. Creating safe and healthy boundaries does not mean you have not forgiven. It means you are protecting the vessel in which the Holy Spirit lives. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. So we need to use wisdom and good judgment to determine, do I continue to expose myself to this? For example, this man is a child molester. He molested your 10-year-old daughter. You dealt with it. You forgave him. Honestly, truthfully, from your heart, in God's way, you forgave him. Are you going to continue to send your 10-year-old daughter to his house? No. He's still a child molester. You see what I'm saying? So the relationship now has to change because he is still a molester. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, that's, I believe that's, that's just sort of um, liberates someone right now. And 
and if someone is feeling so free and so liberated, you know, by the response you just gave, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, thank you so much, um, Doctor. So now uh, I feel like I should ask you this question so that, I mean, there's nobody that's confused and that is the question of how do I tell that I have forgiven someone? How do I know deep in my heart that I have forgiven someone? Yes, uh, I'm going to give you a couple scenarios because it really depends on the situation. Take the um, the situation with the abusive, sexually molesting person. If that person needs help, you're willing to help them. You're willing to help your enemy. You're willing to help your abuser. You're willing to help your wrongdoer. You don't look the other way because that's and you do it out of love, not obligation. That's one indicator that you're forgiving them. Another indicator that you're forgiving them, given that the circumstances are right, you can trust them again. You can trust them again. You did business with someone, they cheated you, you reconciled, they, you, they forgave, you forgave them. They said, you know, man, I'm sorry, man, I was going to a rough time and I needed the money and blah, blah, blah. You're willing to trust them again. Some people may call you stupid, but Jesus trusts us. Oh, he's a God of many chances. That's what forgiveness means. You're in a marriage. Your father, your husband cheat on you. You know you are forgiven when you can trust him again. So trust again, doing good for your enemies or those who have done you wrong, whether they have changed or not. They need help. They haven't changed, but they need help. And you can do it out of love. Another indicator that you're forgiven is someone did you wrong. And you haven't seen them for a while. Let's say it's a church situation. You haven't seen them for a while, but you went to the church function and you did not expect to see them. And you're sitting at the table in the banquet hall and then comes the person walking down the aisle, the the, the corridor or whatever you call it. And you feel this little flicker in your chest. That's a sign that you have not forgiven. Because when you see them, you're associating them with what happened. Mm. Yeah. That little flicker, that little nervous flicker, it's not because you're excited and glad to see them. Usually it's because there's a link between the person and what happened. I can go on and on. Another sign that you forgive it is when you recall the situation, it's not accompanied by negative emotions. You're not angry. You're not regretful. You're not complaining. You're not wondering why. If anything, you're grateful to God to bring you through it to where you are today. That's another sign that you're forgiven. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Doctor. This is really a high calling. <laughs> it is a high call. It is. It's very demanding. And that's why we cannot do it of yeah. our own. Yeah, we've got to cry out and Father, help me. I want to do, I, I want to obey your words. I want to do what you tell me to do. Give me the grace to do it. Show me how to do it. Replace hate, malice, and anger and pain in my heart and my spirit with your love like you've done for me. Teach me to forgive like you forgive. We got to talk to him like that. And he'll do it. Trust me, he will do it. He will do it. Absolutely. He will do it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Doctor. I, I think I, I'm done with my questions, but I'm going to allow you um do um two things. Um, first, I'm going to allow you to just share um you know your, your final words on this conversation, and two, I'm going to allow you to pray over our listeners. Amen. So, amen. Please. Final words. Um, life happens. Um, I believe all of us, all of us, 
us two sitting here and, and the listening audience can say, at some point in my life, I was wronged by somebody else. And probably unexpectedly, probably from persons that we least expected it to come from. Um, despite the source, despite the nature of the wrongdoing, despite when it happened, it doesn't matter. The call and command of the loving Father God that we serve is that we forgive. Think about it. How many times have we wronged the Lord? How many times have we disobeyed his word? How many times have we gone to him and asked him to forgive us? Has he ever told us no? Has he ever turned us away? Has he ever reminded us of the wrongdoing that we've done and come to him repeatedly and ask him to forgive us? There's nothing too big or too great for him to forgive us of. So my reminder to us today is that let the love of Almighty God overtake you. Let the love of God fill you up so much that no matter what someone does to you, you can find it in your heart to forgive. And remember that when you forgive, you're doing it for you. You're blessing you first. It blesses you first and then it blesses your offender. It may seem hard to do. You may think it's impossible to do, especially when you think about some of the offenses. I've counseled people who have kids that belong to their father. They were molested by their father and gave birth to a child. And that child doesn't even know that their grandfather is their father. A woman like that is bruised, hurt, and stuck in a place of pain. Even though that is so egregious, she still has to forgive her father. So I'm speaking to the woman today. I'm speaking to the son today. I'm speaking to the father today. I'm speaking to the employer. I'm speaking to the pastor today that is hurt and think that is so hard and so difficult to forgive. His grace is enough. That's the kind of God we serve. That he doesn't ask us to do anything that he doesn't give us the grace to do. And he doesn't ask us to do anything that he doesn't model for us. So Father, today I pray in your name because you alone can enable your people to do this. Every listener, every man, every boy, every girl, every woman that is listening to this conversation today, I pray you visit them wherever they are right now in the name of Jesus and minister to them individually. I ask that you heal wounds. I ask that you stop the bleeding and the woozing, stop the hemorrhaging. I ask, oh God, that you arrest every negative thought in their mind in the name of Jesus and reveal your word and your truth to every listener and bring them to a place of obedience. Bring them to a place where they can, can actually offer that gift of love and forgiveness like you have given to them. I thank you, Lord, for this platform. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for changed lives. Thank you for folks are being made free right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Maria. This has been very insightful and very um, refreshing. And I, I really um, bless God for today and uh, having you come on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I believe you have been inspired just as we have been. And uh, if today is your first time listening to the Faith Culture Podcast, I really want to welcome you. And I would ask you to please do me a favor. Share this episode with someone. Let them also be blessed just as you have been blessed if you haven't subscribed or followed us yet please do so and if you have been 
listening for a while, uh, you know, I also want to say thank you as well. And I really believe that you're also going to be sharing this episode with someone. Let them be blessed. And if you would love to get the books, uh, the book um, by Dr. Maria, she shared information. I'm also going to be putting this in the call, in the description box. You can as well um, press it and um, ensure you get the book so that it can as well be a blessing. You can even buy it for someone, make it a gift for them um, so that they can also, uh, you know, be blessed and you know, um, learn the act of forgiveness and practically, you know, forgive and even teach. If you have a, a Bible study group or, you know, something like that, Perfect you, can well, for that. Yeah. You, know, you can also use this for yourself, you know, in the group and, you know, let it be a blessing to others. Um, thank you once again for listening. Thank you, Dr. Maria, for being on the show. Uh, I said Dr. Maria, Dr. Rose Maria. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, um, I appreciate your time and, um, You've been very inspiring. And I hope that when we call uh, some other time, you'll be um, available to come Amen. on the show. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Definitely. Lord bless you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you so, much. so until I come your way next time, guys, um, stay blessed and ensure that you have moving from the, your current state of unforgiveness mm-hmm. to a state of forgiveness that God desires uh, you know, for you. And if that is not your case, you'll be, you're fine. You forgive people. Also ensure that, uh, you know, others who are still struggling are blessed by what you have listened to. Thank you for being part of the show. God bless you. Bless you.